Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you today? I'm good. I have been spending a lot of time recently. Um, obviously, we're, we're still uh, under lockdown here mm. in London, and I have um, spent a lot of time in the Stakhanov studio trying to get it back up and running for when we eventually are allowed back in to do podcasts together. So I've just been kind of – my whole life is just um, Atomos Ninja 5 oh, uh, video recorders, uh, HDMI cables, and – and a little Dremel drill uh, that I've been <laughs> modifying the studio with. It's It's been charming. It's been exhausting. Uh, but we're nearly there. <laughs> Very nice. What have you got the Atmos Ninjas for? Because I've got one for filming. Because you can film. Uh, you plug it into your camera. And it, you can take off like raw video files, which mm. are absolutely astonishing in size. I think it's like one yeah. gigabyte a second. And it's, it's totally not worth it unless you're making a, an actual <laughs> film. But uh, what are you using for? Well, well, we've got a uh, camera setup at Stakhanov, mm. um, which is a um, four, well, five camera automatic switching uh, piece of uh, piece of equipment that every time someone talks, the camera switches to uh, it, right. the thing that switches the camera, switches the camera to whoever's speaking. And it produces a nice um, kind of um, ProRes photo to get a very geeky, mm. Yeah, mm. but a ProRes uh, footage of an already kind of edited um, sure. So it's really, really useful. Um, if you're in a bit of a hurry and you need some uh, video from the studio just dump it out it's fine it's done um it does fall over every now and again if anybody is familiar with uh <laughs> with the uh black magic atm switches uh and knows anyone who can uh who can no, design no. a better system more no, reliable no, system than that get in touch pete at stakhanov.com all right <laughs> no pete at stakhanov.studio doesn't know his um, own email address this is who is in charge of the bloody studio so what oh, i am gosh. trying to do i'm kind of familiar with the system but a lot of other people aren't and i'm not always there to fix it uh, and it stresses me out so what i've done is i've produced a backup system chris right. so every camera has now got a little atomos uh, ninja 5 uh, bit of uh, bit, bit of nonsense coming out of it so wow. so i can record each camera individually 
So that so you did ask, Chris, and and Regret. thou shall ask and thou shall receive. Regret. Well, you've been <laughs> so leveling up got, your equipment. That's why I've got three of them. You've been leveling up your equipment. I've been leveling up mine. I've just put in an order Ooh. for a Sony Alpha One, which is a amazing Ooh. 8K camera, 16 right. stops of dynamic range. Get ready for cool. 8K. Abroad in Japan, <laughs> you can see every nook and cranny in Ryotaro's face, <laughs> Natsuki's smile. You can taste the cigarettes that Natsuki smokes. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to take it on Journey Across Japan 3 and try and make as much of the series as we can in 8K. I'm not, I've always been like, who cares about 4K? Who cares about this? But I've kind mm. of, I've opened my eyes to it. Now that all videos that I produce are in 4K, you can actually kind of notice mm. the difference a lot more. And right. my goal has always been to kind of make people feel like they're coming on the journey. And when it's in a much more crisp detail, I feel like it kind of pulls that off. So 8K, it's going to be a game changer. Chris, how many people have got an ear care screen? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Let's be serious. Buy one. Who's Buy actually one, watching that in care for crying loud? What I like about um, uh, th- this camera that you bought, they've clearly they're clearly serious because it's an Air One. They've reset yeah. the uh, they've reset the, the the numbering system, so that is a real statement of intent. You can always tell when a when uh, you know they, they they they've they've ripped up their plans and started again when it's Air One. There we go. Have Air a bit one. of that. It's it is an insane <laughs> camera. For those of you that know your cameras, it is it's a monster. It does eight K. It takes, I think, 30 frames in a second for photos. Like, it's for sports camera as well. So, yeah, it should be interesting. It should be cool. Beautiful. uh, Yeah, get ready for 8K abroad in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody has a TV. Yeah, you're right. I I don't even have a... I don't think my TV's 4K, so... <laughs> how do you know? How do you know that it's even produced in 8K? Oh, it's so depressing. I just lie. Just lie, guys. Yeah, just lie oh, to man. you. Yeah. Uh, we've got a story from Sebastian from Canada, a place called Sebastian. Mississauga. Mississauga. Is that right? Mississauga. Ooh, I don't know. You're, you're the one who lives. Um, oh, Mississauga. 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 Right, it's yeah, Scotty, Mississauga. Hi, Chris yeah. Pete. I'm Sebastian from Canada. <laughs> Probably the weirdest thing <laughs> well done, Sebastian. I've been faced with in my life happened just two summers ago. I thought it would be fun to share. There was a giant Japanese festival with many stands, many coming from Japan, uh, and covering all aspects of Japanese cuisine that one could think of at my city of residence. Even the Imperial Princess of Japan was there. Apparently, Mississauga is the official ambassador city of Japan, and that's why the festival was held there. Wow, that's pretty impressive there was one stall that i thought to be above all others of a higher echelon in the taste compartment the hiroshima okonomiyaki stand the old pancake stand it was called the glorious name yakikuza <laughs> yakikuza uh, yaki means fries in japanese uh, so so good that i ate five on my first day good lord sebastian that is that is impressive that's a cholesterol <laughs> time bomb i had to go again the next day the final day of the festival, I might add. I had at least seven the second day, as I couldn't help myself. <laughs> flipping out. I could have seven off like, in Oyaki. He sounds like Homer Simpson. <laughs> That's something Homer Simpson would do. Like one Okonomiyaki <laughs> pancake is extremely filling. So how you ate that money is beyond me. Good man. Um, I couldn't help myself for my newfound Okonomiyaki pancake addiction. So since I ordered so much from this one stand, the owner, after my final purchase of the goods, beckoned me behind the stand, intrigued and hungry. I followed. The owner, a slim man, in his mid-thirties, with quite long hair, suddenly lifted off his shirt, showing his tattoo-filled body. Incredible flower tattoos all across his front and back. I, 
I Yakuza man, he exclaimed. <laughs> That's a powerful opening, powerful opening statement. He then handed me a solar-powered cat that waves, a manaki neko. Uh, as one would assume, I was utterly speechless. I could not comprehend what had just happened, seeing the look of confusion on my face. The supposed Yakuza of Yakikusa said, because you are best customer, I tell you a secret. He then walked away, leaving me behind without another word. Thanks for all the great YouTube videos. I plan on going again in 2022. Keep up the good work. Sebastian from Mississauga. What do you make of that, Pete? Nice yakikusa. I mean, I just like the fact that he's revealed himself to just the best customer. I, I mean, that's probably why he's now flipping Okonomiyaki and not uh, being a member of the, uh, you know, white collar um, <laughs> gang that is the Yakuza. Because he's just, you know, he just <laughs> tells anyone who, who's, yeah, he just tells anyone who's, uh, who's interested about. Uh, about his his wares, yeah, 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 I am Yakuza man, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just and love the way out cheap Chinese technology to him, little 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 cat that waves, <laughs> lovely. Well, the old maneki neko is supposed to be good luck. It's kind of a little mm. cat, good fortune. They're everywhere, and mm. um, I just like the way the name Yakuza. It's kind of like a. <laughs> kind of a, good, a, a finger up to everyone like look at me on the Yakuza, <laughs> and I make pancakes. <laughs> but the the Yakuza actually run a lot of the festival stands a lot of the festival stalls so ah. uh, they they're very big in that department i'm not really sure how or why but i did read not money laundering well, it's yeah. got to be it what, is, what's yeah. this what's this yakikuza uh uh how much okonomiyaki uh, we sold we've sold um 20,000 <laughs> tons <laughs> to Sebastian, and they're all pa- to, to Taiwan, the Taiwan pineapples from last time. <laughs> We've sold so many. Oh, have you now? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I don't really. Yeah, when I used to live in Yamagata, there would be a festival every May. It was a really exciting experience because the whole town's dead mm. all year round. You don't see anyone. The town's a ghost town. Mm. Um, but when the festival season comes around, the whole town comes out, and there's mm. dozens of stalls going along the main street leading up to the park. And it's a really incredible atmosphere. And I always loved it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of yakis around. They, It's a really big business for them. And this year mm. and the last year have been devastating. I read an article the other day that uh, they've been hit pretty hard because of COVID and because all these mm. festivals are cancelled, all these events postponed and whatnot. They've been hit pretty damn hard. So even the yakis have had a bad year. <laughs> but what we can say. Well, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just laughing at the idea of uh, the Yakuza having a bad year. We've had a terrible year. We've, oh, good. I mean, we can't even afford chisels to take off our own fingers. Oh, awful, awful business. Well, speaking of criminal syndicates, the new story this week, Donald Trump fraudster is accused of scamming confused citizens in Japanese phone scam. So it's a kind of eye-raising title for an article. There's a lot of scams that revolve mm. around uh, the unfortunate elderly citizens in Japan because Japan has such a huge elderly population. They're very vulnerable, and there's a lot of kind of crimes aimed at them, unfortunately. Uh, one of the most common scams in Japan involves a fraudster calling an elderly person and saying, it's me, I'm in trouble, I need you to send me some money quick. It sounds ridiculous, right? It sounds very see-through, but uh, they often folk, these senior folks with diminished memories just sort of go, oh, yeah, okay. And so they go to the convenience store and they make the transfer and they lose a lot of money for it, unfortunately. But there's a fraudster in Aichi Prefecture around the city of Nagoya 
And <laughs> allegedly, he gave his name at the start of the phone scam and said that he was Donald Trump. He's a, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's a nursing care worker, a 44-year-old nursing care worker. He ran the scam during December of 2018 and January 2019, calling up targets and introducing himself as the then-sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, speaking stilted and broken Japanese. He would tell them, you're under contract for international insurance. In order to cancel it, you have to pay the cancellation fee. And then he would tell them to transfer the money to a designated bank account. And apparently, this seemingly ludicrous, ridiculous scam netted him about $9,000, 900,000 yen. Uh, so he's now under arrest. But uh, he claims, he says, he, I, I borrowed the money. I didn't want to swindle anyone. The victims are delusional. So he's he's claiming it's all, I don't know. <laughs> don't call them victims. I mean, you are, yes. if you call them victims, you're going to get in trouble, aren't you? <laughs> it's a ridiculous situation, but uh, it's sad. It's kind of like ridiculous, but also quite sad. I, I remember my own nan used to get loads of stuff through the letterbox saying she'd won like $20,000 and she needs, all she needs to do is ring up a number and the money would be in her yeah. bank. It would be magic. Oh, jeez. As an ways. elderly, vulnerable oh, yeah, person, awful. you just sort of go, oh, maybe, maybe something good's come my way for once. I do mm. think it's a little bit of a stretch that Donald Trump himself is calling up to uh, ask about insurance matters. But again... I, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, the, the way that he's operated his uh, <laughs> his presidency over the years, I would not put it past him. I mean, look at the, look Trump at the, the exit uh, thing. It's uh, yeah, exactly. Well, look at look at, look at the um, look at the exit uh, interview. Uh, out, well, the exit kind of statement outside the Four Seasons. Um, <laughs> the Four Seasons. What was it? Garage or a, oh yeah, no, it, was was four a, seasons, it was like some kind of Rudy Giuliani. Yes, he garden. A, yeah, it was a garden. A four Seasons Garden Center. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, uh, it is. Very enjoyable dear oh dear <laughs> on the upside there is a nice story this week Ghost of Tsushima very successful video game did extremely well mm. last year I think it sold 2.4 million copies in its first three days Jeez, of sales which is a new record for an original IP and uh, it's done mm. very well in Japan on PS4 and it's but it's also done extremely well for Tsushima the old island it's kind of nestled just off of Fukuoka, right slap bang in the middle between South Korea and Japan. And the game has done wonders for the island. No one had ever really heard of it. I didn't know Tsushima mm. until the video game as well. But the island is so happy for the publicity that they've made the game director, Nate Fox, and creative director, Jason Connell, permanent tourism ambassadors of the city of Tsushima, uh, which is oh, it's really nice. That's wonderful, wasn't mm. it? Kind of yeah. acknowledging that it's a, in relationship a, in a world full of um, in a world full of terrible stories about game developer heads of studios recently. It's really nice to to have mm. a, have, a, have a pleasant one uh, for once. And, and you know, it's, it's I, I bet they can't wait to get back to get crowned to get their. I don't know. What do you give them a necklace? The, like a, a, an Oscar or something? <laughs> I think I read that um, they actually want to invite all of the Sucker Punch team um, to come to the island or something to that mm. effect, to kind of invite them to come yeah. over, which I think is fantastic. And Sony Interactive Entertainment has tried to set up a, a new tourism campaign based on the game designed to kind of encourage fans to come and learn about the island and, mm. and discover it. But best of all, thanks to the game, one of the there was an island uh, with a shrine. One of the Tsushima is kind of a bunch of islands, and uh, there was a shrine on it that got really badly mm. damaged in a typhoon last mm. November, I think, and the priest put out a crowdfunding campaign and it went on to get 
I think five million uh, yen, about fifty thousand dollars, con- mm. contributed by two thousand people, many of whom were kind of fans of the PlayStation game. And I think that's really cool. I think it's amazing that they've managed to rebuild the shrine or certainly fund yeah. it thanks to the game. So really quite a positive story there. And I have you played it? I still need to play it. I've watched like videos of no, it, I've watched walkthroughs, but not played it myself. Good looking, isn't it? It's a good looking game. No, I've uh, I've, I've not uh, dirtied my boots on on the aisle myself, but uh, yeah, absolutely stunning. It's one of those kind of it, you get it every kind of uh, video game console cycle, don't you? Like the mm. back end of the previous generation, you always get a couple of games that look just incredible. They look next gen, yeah, but they're yeah, obviously yeah. on previous gen systems. And I don't know whether they're doing a PS5 version, but uh, wow, that would be uh, that'd be something else. They've got they've got Kurosawa mode, haven't they? Where they can where it turns the game black and white, like the kind of aesthetic <laughs> of a Akira Kurosawa samurai film. So oh yeah, I'd love to play it. It's never really been my mm. sort of game. That kind of I don't know that sort of genre. But the more I watch, it sounds, it, from what I've heard, it's very it's very kind of overrated. But it's a very very good looking experience for those yeah. I'll give it a whirl. Beautiful. I'll give it a whirl. If any of you guys have played it, let us know. Unfortunately, though, because of the the whole COVID thing, nobody has gone. And I think Tsushima was expecting kind of a boom in tourism because of this game. Mm. And then that didn't happen. So hopefully people will still want to go afterwards. I did actually toy with going to Tsushima on Journey Across Japan 3 because Journey Across Japan 3 is kind of, it's around the Nagasaki area. However, to mm. get to Tsushima, you have to get a ferry from Fukuoka. And that's kind of that's a bit right, outside yeah. of where I'm going and a bit of effort. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame. I don't a bit actually of think... effort. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got to do? Like you're a YouTuber. For I'm, a busy man. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man, Pete. I've got chicken to eat. <laughs> and that's about it. But uh, I, I think actually the main reason was I couldn't really find much on Tsushima. So it would kind of be like piggybacking off the success of the game and making a video about that. And I don't know. I felt ill-equipped to do that. Maybe if you were here, I would have been more tempted. But well, I'll yeah. bring me sword next bring, time. Bring your sword over. I'd love to see you get through an airport <laughs> with a katana sword. Really, I would. I don't know what happens. How would you get a sword through customs? I don't know. You could bring a sword in, couldn't you? Just say you're know. a chef and you've got to cut up a big fish. Yeah, but haven't you got like a massive, is it a massive like full-on samurai sword? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you get away with that, I reckon. <laughs> as long as you don't, as long as, you're not, as long as it's in the hold rather than you can't. I don't think they'd let you take it on. I've taken a sword through. Um, I've taken a sword through on Carry On before. What? Uh, it was a plastic sword, but it oh, looked right. very realistic. Um, from Os- was it Oslo, Sweden, somewhere in Sweden, maybe. It might, yeah, it might be in Sweden actually. Um, yeah, I had a big plastic sword and a knight's helmet that I'd bought there. <laughs> and uh, the man at the man at security went, "I cannot stress this enough. Keep that in. Keep that in the scabbard or whatever. You go. Keep that in the keep that in the, the holder for crying out loud. Do not get that out because you will be shot. <laughs> Can you imagine like wait, arriving and waving it around as a joke and just being shot to pieces by security? Yeah. Dear oh dear, that's awesome. Well done, well done, Pete. But yeah, if any of yeah, you guys well have. Have ever brought a katana sword through Tokyo Narita Airport or Heathrow? Let us know how that went down. Uh, mm. I'm going to take a quick break. Back in a moment. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we are back and we're diving headfirst into the fax machine. What do we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We've got a message from, uh, oh God, this one knocks my socks off. Tear from Adelaide in Australia. Um, Hi, Chris, a bit. You mentioned uh, running into YouTubers in a recent podcast, and it reminded me of something I wanted to write in about ages ago. I visited Japan uh, during Christmas, uh, New York, uh, sorry, New York, Christmas, New Christmas yes. in New York. <laughs> Christmas, New York. Christmas, New York. NYC, the Big Apple. Christmas, New Year's, 2018 uh, 19. And while researching another trip, uh, I when I and researching another trip, uh, when I got back, as I enjoyed it so much, I found your podcast. Hey. My friend had also just gotten back from Japan recently and posted up a lot of photos on Facebook. He likes posting random things he finds on his journey, and in mm. one, uh, he posted a pic from Yogi Park with a oh. caption. Here's two fellas sat on a bench uh, with a camera facing them. Um, some content creators making a video giving you all you need to know about Tokyo from a person who's been there for several days, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and, I, I, yeah, I, uh, my God, I just listened to your Coolish episode uh, where you were both walking around Yogi Park, and I realized that it was probably both like you two. And the picture is indeed a picture of me and you <laughs> taken two years ago in the park, just filming ourselves. That's weird, isn't it? That it is. is weird. Is that not weird? I don't remember what we were filming, but yeah, I, I often get I don't, I don't remember we, we were filming in Yogi Park. We, I don't think we... I think, had you just settled, it, settled your camera down to give remember. it a rest or something? But I don't just remember. so weird. <laughs> we, we so, did... yeah, 
We did we the podcast, didn't lunch. we, through Shibuya, mm. and we walked into Yoyogi yeah. Park, and mm. yeah, I don't know what we were doing there, but this is kind of creepy. <laughs> it's always creepy when someone sends you a photo of you doing of yourself, something, yeah. and you're oblivious to the yeah. cameraman, camerawoman. Happens to me, used to happen a lot, quite a lot when there were tourists here. I'd get yeah. like a message on Instagram or Twitter being like, I just saw you eating some chicken in a road, mm. and here's a photo, and they'd be like me alone in a road eating a pile of chicken. <laughs> And it's always a, a little um, bit, a little bit creepy and scary. Weird, yeah. There, there's a picture of me, like, get, to be fair, probably one of the best pictures that have ever been taken of me. I do not photograph well, Chris. I am a disgusting-looking human being, the best. But the, um, I was getting on a plane, still half cut. Uh, I think I was in Finland, I was either in Finland or somewhere weird. Anyway, I was, I was coming back um, Sunday morning, probably about like seven o'clock in the morning after like being <laughs> out all night or whatever, and. Um, I just looked like I and and I felt like absolute shit. Still drunk, getting on a flight, <laughs> just looking to sl- sleep for the next two hours on the way back. And um, somebody t- just taking a picture of me and, and posted it to their ma- like <laughs> sent it to their mate on like Snapchat or something. Going, oh look at this, look at this, Pete on a plane. And I'll tell you what, best one of the best pictures I've ever been taken of me. <laughs> and I was so still pissed. How did they recognise you? Was it for the football ramble? Or was probably yeah, it would have been football ramble, no doubt. There's no Pete. diggity. You gotta be careful though when you're like a public mm. figure. It, this does happen. Like I've I've talked about things, I've spoken about things to friends, and then someone on a table nearby has gone, Oh wait, are you Chris? And I'm like, Oh crap. There I was talking yeah, about something. Yeah, you, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think um, you know, I've, I'm not well really known, think but about it Pete does Dawson. happen uh, it does happen it used to happen a fair bit when, you know, people are allowed to be in places. So yeah, you've got to be careful what you say. And especially when you're a bit pissing, like people go, What's this person really like? And you go, Well actually they're absolute bell end <laughs> stuff. Can't stand it. Chris is a real bell. Can't stand it. <laughs> uh, I listen every week. We got one here from Jessica. He says, hi, Chris Pete. I'm a fellow former 2012 Jet, now living in Sweden. I discovered the podcast a few months ago, and I've really enjoyed listening to it. Recently, you've been talking about Tinder dates in Japan. So I thought that I would share my two experiences with online dating in Japan. Since this was back in the old pre-Tinder days, I was on OkCupid. God, OkCupid. That's kind of like, I, I remember I signed up to that when I first got here when I thought mm. it'd be fun to do online dating. Nothing ever came of it. Can't stand it. Anyway, the first Japanese guy I went on a date with, says Jessica, spent the whole time talking about work. It was very boring. Perhaps we would have been better if I didn't speak Japanese. The second one, artificially inseminated cows for a living. Wow. wow. That must have been a cracking, cracking good opener. What do you do? Oh, you know, I'm a jet. What do you do? Oh, I inseminate cows. On the way <laughs> to our second date, he brought me along to what seemed like a business meeting with his boss, where he talked as if we had been dating for a long time and we were very serious. And his boss <laughs> hoped we would soon be married. Unfortunately, I knew we were not destined to be together when he asked me if I if he could smoke marijuana while driving. God, this is wow. They probably rumbled this cow inseminating man. How many cow inseminating <laughs> men are there in Japan? They've probably given up the game. Probably <laughs> going to get stuffed for this. Uh, there's also time. The time I had a husband for one day. One day, Ooh. I was invited to join my host and uh, father and his younger two kids at a meeting for fellow ex-military guys. My host father introduced me to everyone as his wife and said that his youngest kid was ours. Oh God! While a chorus of "eh, sugoi" rang out. I was so surprised and confused, I just awkwardly went along with it. When we returned home, my host mother asked my host father if he had pretended we were married and if he had been 
believed and they had a right old laugh about it god <laughs> i'm glad they found it funny bloody hell on a recent episode you guys also talked about the rising rates of japanese women choosing not to get married and i recently ran across the japanese word uh one ope one ope ikuji one operator childcare, which means when a woman has to do all the childcare and housework by herself the fact that there's now a word for it and it's not just mm. accepted uh, and it's not just accepted as how it is gives me a little bit of hope that maybe life will slowly improve for mothers in Japan. Thanks again for the podcast, guys. All the best for helping uh, me and my husband survive quarantine. Jessica, what do you make of that, Pete? <laughs> the, the dating, <laughs> some interesting dates there. Which is your favourite yeah. one? Yeah. Guy uh, number well, one, I two or three? Know, which I th- <laughs> I think we all know which one is my favourite one. A man who smokes weed and uh, and uh, inseminates cows for, for for a living. I mean, I guess you would. It would help if you were, uh, you know, worked on a farm or something, just to be you know blissed out all the time. It would give you a bit more of a philosophical approach to, especially with a job jizzing, like that, yeah. jizzing cows all, right, oh, right up all nice. Oh, good God! Uh, but. It's it's interesting. It's it's kind of sad how oh Jessica is used as a pawn in these games, uh, mm. being like oh she's my future wife. It's like there is this, I think there's quite a big business where you can hire girls to kind of come along and be your girlfriend or your wife, right? For certain events, yeah. It's kind of you need to do it, and it looks like Jessica was very much used in that way. So be careful <laughs> if you're on OK Cupid, you might find yourself with some. Rather unusual characters and some rather unusual situations. Uh, keep it's a fee. If you get in that situation, <laughs> go, look, right, I'm going to blow this wide open if you don't give me £200 right now. <laughs> Isn't that prostitution? Extort them. Isn't that like no, prostitution? No, extort No, because they've only prostituted you anyway without the, without the money. Make some money out of it. The prostitute is becoming the prostitute. I don't know. I don't know. Inception of prostitute. Bloody hell. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Wednesday. Do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week. Bye for now. And say goodbye, Pete. Go on, say goodbye. Good, goodbye, people, Pete. Bye-bye. Hope Pete, you enjoy that bye. Complain. Goodbye. Our listeners complain that you don't say goodbye enough. <sighs> say goodbye. One operator podcast. <laughs> one up, one up here, Chris. <laughs> one up here, Chris. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.